Welcome to the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, discuss the Christian metal scene and music, and help promote lesser-known bands. I'm Zachariah. And I'm Hunter. And we're your hosts. Today's scripture reading comes from 2 Corinthians 11, and it's verses 12 through 15. And it says, And I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Well, welcome to another War is Everything podcast. We're glad to have on a guest again. And uh, it's actually someone that Z lined up, so I'm going to let him talk. I don't ever introduce people. That's you fine. Do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's someone that I've actually been wanting to get on for a couple of weeks, and we got lucky. Um, we were supposed to have a different guest on tonight, and that fell through this morning, and I'm like, oh, shoot, now what? <laughs> and I saw, actually, Tucker uh, sh- shared something on Facebook right when the other guy texted me. I'm like, that's right. I wanted to get him on. I bet you. I wonder if I can get him on last minute. So we got Tucker Dawson on from United Servants tonight. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, uh, like uh, Z said, I'm uh, Tucker from uh, United Servants, and I appreciate you guys having me on uh, for your podcast. Uh, it means a lot to uh, have people bring me on and uh, to get to know, you know, a lot of people to get to know me a little bit and, and what I do. So um, we were talking before the uh, before we actually started recording, and you were saying that as of right now, you are United Servants. There is there's nobody. Yeah, else. Uh, a li- little little background on that. United Servants has been around for 17 years. Oh wow! Yeah, I started uh, writing and recording music when I was seven years old. Um, my dad got me an acoustic guitar, and <clears throat> he originally just got it as a way to get me into something different uh, because I, I wasn't like a lot of the other kids in school and stuff like that. So I, I started getting into uh, little, uh, what people would consider nerdy things like playing music and video games and stuff like that. So, uh, but he, he got me that guitar for, I believe my birthday. When I was about seven and <clears throat> after about a week he comes home and I'm actually playing a song a full song. And he asked me, how did you learn how to do this? Cause he, he, he didn't understand how it just over a few days time, I was already playing on the guitar and playing a song. And he said that I actually asked God that I said, I asked God to teach me how to play the song I was playing and he showed me how to play it. Hmm. And ever since then it's blossomed into what I do now, which is mass production of all of United Servants music. Uh, I, I do everything. I do all the drums, the bass, guitars, all the lead vocals are, are, uh, are me. And I, <clears throat> I've studied for the past about 10 years in uh, recording and production. So um, has it always just been you or were yes. there other members... No, no. Uh, There were there. there, I have had past members of a live iteration of Mm -hmm. United Servants, but the essence and the core of United Servants has always been uh, 
a uh, a calling that God has given me. Um, there there have been people who I've had play with me that they just stopped playing because they they were just unable to because of family and time constraints and different stuff. And I've had people and I won't name names recently who uh, played with me that had uh, other ideas for what they wanted out of playing with me that were not following the vision that I felt that I needed to be following. So God has pulled me from situations that I think could have been harmful to what I was doing. And I know now that at least for the future, until I find people that can actually support the vision, it's, it's just going to be me. And if it, if it, if it always stays that way, then it'll always stay that way. But I mean, I got blessed with it because a lot of you guys might know, I don't know if you know or not. I actually have a separate group now uh, called silence the burden. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that I started with Dave Cruz of uh, the covenant metal show. Yep. And, uh, and it's, it's definitely completely, totally different than what I do as United servants. So that's a little plug for that. Cause uh <laughs> It's uh, it, it uh, God has been blessing me and the people that I've been getting into that are brothers in Christ with this stuff, and it's really, it's been a blessing. That's one thing that I really like about the, uh, the quote unquote underground Christian metal scene is like everybody is constantly working with everybody, and you know everybody's bands and, um all their projects are just so intertwined. You know, there are some people that are in, you know, 27 different projects with a million other people. I think it's kind of fun. I was thinking about that this morning, actually, as I was uh, going through my morning prayers, you know, here's me outing myself. So that way I only get, I only get blessed in this moment in mentioning it, but whatever. So that's fine. I, I prayed in secret, but I'll, I'll mention it here. Uh, but I was like praying, you know, for all the different bands and all the underground people. And I was, t- I was thinking of all the different people and I was uh, praying for Jared of, uh, well, Jared, his own project, but he's also in whom I serve. And then that reminded me of Aaron Ashcroft, who is also the drummer of that band, which reminded me he's a moth altar, which reminded me of Johnny Franco from moth altar. And it, you know, just, it keeps <laughs> going. You're like, man, okay. If I start by praying for one person, I'm going to end up praying for the whole freaking community by the time I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's just Six one of those hours things. later. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, yeah, we're just all connected, which is awesome. It's nice to see that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, we totally feel the the uh, maintaining the vision of the band thing. We, well, I say we. You were a four-person band, which went to a five, which went back down to a four. So. Yeah, because of vision issues, so we we totally get that. And honestly, it's... yeah, the funny thing is, is that when I when I first formed the first live iteration, it was one, two, three. it was a four four piece, sometimes five piece, because we were kind of a cover band too, and we had a an extra vocalist at the time, and it was kind of it was kind of a college project at the same time because I was using my music and my band as a college thing, and. uh so we had like some cover songs of some secular artists of like classic rock stuff that we were implementing in to let this other kid sing with us. So that way he had a great, he got a grade for the class and stuff. Hmm. And, uh, 
And so it went from like five piece to four piece. And then the guys that I was last with, it was down. We were down to three piece. <laughs> yeah. So, and now it's back down to just me. Again. <laughs> so you brought up playing covers and stuff. And so I, it just kind of made me think who, who are your influences? Cause when I, hear- I have a, I have a wide range of influences and some people, uh, maybe a little, uh, shocked at what i say when i say this but uh a lot of people will ask me when they listen to the united service stuff they'll, they'll ask me that question and they'll ask what type of guitarist that i classify myself as because i'm primarily a guitarist and and i usually say well i'm a blues guitar player playing metal so and, and and then when they hear me say that they're like well that kind of makes sense because i can tell that from the way it sounds that that that's what it really is so i mean a lot of uh a lot of my influences stem from uh anywhere any a a lot of the modern bands you know uh christian or secular you know um disciple pillar tfk nice uh skillet uh demon hunter and then you know uh all that remains kill switch engage you know, all, all the all the main modern bands are a huge influence on me in certain ways. But then I have a lot of influence in the uh, 80s metal, uh, mm. Striper, White Cross, Petra, Judas Priest, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Motley Crue, White Snake. Uh, and then on top of that, my dad was into Texas Blues. And into outlaw country, so I listened to everything from Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, ZZ Top, uh, the the Highwaymen, you know Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, uh, Waylon Jennings, all of those uh, George Jones, all of the old outlaw country bands uh, were a big mixture in my uh, my musical upbringing as well. So it allowed for me to have a wide range of different styles of stuff that I could look at and be like, this kind of guitar lick would sound cool with a bunch of distortion on it on top of a bunch of heavy drums and screaming vocals and stuff. So (laughs) it's allowed for me to even experiment with different stuff. And then to also dial it back when I want to dial it back um, because there's actually going to be a lot of United Servants music that comes out next year because uh, there's a full-length album that I plan on releasing in spring that's going to be a standard hard rock metal type album. And then later in the summer, there's going to be a little kind of special thing that's more of an EP, but it's going to be more southern blues rock with a little bit more of a stronger Christian vocal aspect than what the main United Servants uh, discography is. Busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then on top of that, doing Silence the Burden's uh, debut album as well. So, yeah. Where do you find the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know because I work full time too. Sam, and I'm yeah. thinking I wouldn't have time to put out all that. I work part time and I don't have I, enough time I, for all, I, this. all right. Let's just say that I have a very supportive wife who expects me to put as much time and effort as I can into it because she believes in the gift just as much as my parents have. Hmm. You know, you were going through all of your, um, 
Influences. Yes, thank you. That is the word that my stupid brain is trying to think of. Yes, <laughs> all your influences. And Ask Hunter, the first band that I heard immediately when listening to your music is one you didn't even mention. I immediately thought of Metallica, which... That's interesting because I never got into them as much as most people did. I see. I've never really been one to get into like classic rock and classic metal and all that stuff. Um, I am like a straight up metalcore deathcore guy. So, you know, most classic rock and metal, I'm like, eh, it's not heavy enough for me. <laughs> I may or may not have an email dedicated to Metallica specifically. My yeah. my middle school created <laughs> account is a Metallica based name, so. <laughs> Yeah. So at least the guitar parts for sure, and the I guess the instrumentation. That's when I looked at Zachariah while listening to uh, the song we're looking at for today is Judas. But uh, listening to that song and watching the music video, the first thing I thought was like late '80s to early '90s Metallica kind of thing. So I mean, minus the thrash because it wasn't you know they did thrash in the '80s. But uh, yeah, that was my first thought mixed with like the '80s. Uh, striper white cross uh all of that uh vocals that you do so it was it was an interesting mashup just hearing that without any context so mm-hmm. well it's it's i i always try to keep it to where i feel like everybody could form their own opinion on what they think it sounds like and even on what the lyrics even mean to themselves that's one of the goals that i've always had is that there there have been people who have asked me if I classify United Servants as Christian rock or metal, and I'm more on the token that I'll, I'll look back at them and say, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Because I'd rather my, my actions and, and the lyrical content of my music reflect it more than me just saying it. So, you know, I've actually had people who I've sent music to and they've sent me a message back saying, you're a Christian, aren't you? And I would, and I'll say, well, what makes you say that? And I'll say, well, because when I listen to this song, I can tell that. Hmm. And in my opinion, I feel like I've done my job if they if they come back and say that. So, I definitely and, agree uh, with that. And uh, it's 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 kind of it's it's nice to hear people. I get different comparisons of stuff all the time uh, when it comes to. Uh, a lot of the songs and what's nice is, is that uh, definitely this new album is going to be along those lines. I think every song is going to have a, somebody's going to have a different opinion on what each song sounds like. Cause I know for a fact that there's a, a couple on here that are going to be straight out classic eighties metal where I actually do do some like higher vocals and stuff, which is something I've never, ever done because I used to be a lot, uh, a lower baritone singer and I've actually hmm. pushed myself and pushed myself and pushed myself to sing higher and higher as much as I can. I've blown my voice out on a few of the songs off of the previous album. Save me for myself. There's a few songs. When you listen to the screen vocals, you could tell I probably blew my voice out after recording the tracks. <laughs> That's not really good for you. Yeah, you gotta be careful. <laughs> uh, it might not be, but at the time I was, when I was learning how to do screaming sure. in that way, now that I've learned how to do it, I don't do it. I don't blow it out as much as I used to. Now the now with singing higher and stuff, I I, I push my limits of that stuff because I want to try to to build that muscle, get that 
sounding better and stuff. So, and then uh, there's a lot of, um, like I said, there's a lot of variation because there's a, the title track of the new album again. Just in case people are wondering, the new album is going to be called Madness and Me. Um, <clears throat> I had put out little snippets of what the artwork will look like because Dave Cruz from Covenant Metal Show actually helped design the album cover for that. And uh, <clears throat> it looks really, really awesome. But the but what's cool is is that that song is totally different than any other song on the album, and it definitely has like an old Alice in Chains vibe to it. Hmm. So it's there. kind nice. of it's 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 a very very different change of pace because then it goes from that back into a modern like almost borderline metalcore song, and then then goes into Judas, which hmm. you guys uh, have heard and. Yeah. Uh, so it's got a wide range of uh, different stuff, and there's uh, uh, a little. There, I won't say what it is yet because I want people to be a little bit surprised. But there is going to be a cover song on the album at the very end, but it's going to be digital only because uh, <clears throat> you guys probably know from being in the industry and stuff, it, it it costs a lot of money to put that on a physical copy. <laughs> yep. So it's just going to be digital only. Uh, so anybody who checks it out on Spotify or Apple Music and stuff will be able to hear it. Nice. Nice. I think it's good to have a nice wide range. I mean, we do. You know, we <coughs> if anyone asks what genre we play in, we say metalcore even though like mm-hmm. we have some that you would classify as hard rock, you know, and then yeah. some stuff that's just straight up deathcore, you know. And I think, yeah, and I've listened to your guys' stuff and I've heard, I've heard the influences of like, as I lay dying and a few of those other ones when I'm listening to it and I'm like, I dig this. This is good. And nobody, nobody does this stuff a whole lot anymore. (laughs) (laughs) See, I, I, I've never been an as I lay dying fan. (laughs) I think a lot of the EP, um, our old guitarist wrote a lot of the down with Leviathan EP and, Mm -hmm. uh, he was a huge kill switch engage fan. So, I hear a lot of kill switch engage in guitar work on the EP. Mm-hmm. And then I really Hunter is different in his writing. <laughs> Thank you. That's the <laughs> nicest different. thing you could have said. <laughs> no, he is a jazz guitarist by nature. <laughs> so it's really, it is cool. He comes up with some very unique riffs that I can't wait mm-hmm. to, you know, show off to people because it's a jazz guitarist writing metal. Like it's, it's, it's different. Kind of, kind of like me and what I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't just shred. That's the worst part because I can shred for days, but that doesn't help me when he's like, okay, I want all like just palm muted chugs for this entire section. I'm like, <laughs> so where's the the guitar part? He's like, oh, no, it's just the chugs. That's it. I'm like, okay. So now, I mean, honestly, it's great though because I've had to think so much more rhythmically now rather than uh, harmonically and melodically, which is what a lot of my jazz guitar playing was because I played on extended range. Yeah. So I was used to playing bass and guitar parts at the same time. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm doing all these parts mixed together. So it's a bunch of it's basically playing piano on a guitar is what it was. So now Zachariah is like, I want you to play like just one or two notes. Very simple, this part or whatever. So now I'm thinking, okay, how can I make this sound even relatively interesting just rhythmically? So yeah, we <laughs> my speaking challenge of, is that. and I, and I and I did want to say, speaking of, you know, you're talking about uh, writing more like palm muted chuggy riffs. And and then you guys were mentioning about how some of this stuff is sounding really close to thrash 
but it, it's not there yet. Hmm. I, I will say that I, I actually have let Dave Cruz listen to it. And I may uh, send it to you guys that way you guys could check it out. Like a little, little uh, preview of what's to come late next year, probably the in hmm. early into the 2020, what is it? 2023. Um, but uh I, I am already working on the next full length album and it's going to be probably the heaviest. Um, and there's going to be a lot of, uh, I've already gotten comparisons from, uh, I said to two people, uh, Dave Cruz, who said it was my, the heaviest song he's ever heard me write. And it had a lot of thrash influence in it. Hmm. Um, and then I sent it to Preston Bell of outside the shadows I don't know if you know of him or not. Yeah, I'm friends with Preston on Facebook. The name and, sounds uh, really familiar. He uh, he he definitely said that this is the best United Servants song he's ever heard, and that he likened the vocals to uh, Matt Tuck from Bullet for My Valentine, I believe. Wow. So I was that was an interesting comparison because that's not what I would have gotten out of it, but I was I was like, well, if he thinks that, then that's definitely a di- a different comparison I've never had before. I got a lot of comparisons earlier when I was younger that I sounded like Matt Shadows from Events Unfold. So you especially heard it, if you you heard it if you guys. listen to the, a lot of the uh, the the older um, demo stuff, which is a little hard to find, but there is actually an old demo album with a lot of the songs that are off the puppet master album, it's on a, the Jekyll and Hyde demo album and it's only on SoundCloud where you can still listen to it on there. So you heard it here, guys, you heard it here first. He, uh, Tucker Dawson of United servants is trying to sound like early two thousands, you know, emo, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just geez. like bullet for my Valentine. Oh jeez. <laughs> Uh, I'm a huge thrash fan. That's the best era of Metallica. I mean, if you ask me, no other era exists. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm all for taking a taking a listen to that. And uh, everybody else uh, sucks to be you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Although here it eventually, like uh, I've been, a lot of people have been asking what I'm doing since I'm not really playing live anymore right now, and it's really been just diving into recording you know, focusing on these two projects. But I mean, I've been trying to extend out an olive branch to people that I will, I will mix and master their music and their albums that they want me to, you know, it, it, it I'd eventually love to make a career out of doing that. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and if I can do it with brothers and sisters in Christ, it just makes it even better because it's, 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 it's going towards something that's, you know, has purpose with it. Absolutely. So, I think we missed a very vital part of this interview. What is the meaning behind United Servants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the originally, I had written that name as a way to uh, signify when I had people playing with me that supported my vision and stuff. And this may eventually come into play when I, if and when I ever do find those people that it, they, we would be united in our, in our passion and our, in our service to Christ. I like it. But the meaning has evolved a lot more now into more of the people checking out this music and talking with me. And, you know, now that I've been branching out into talking with 
other artists and musicians, I honestly feel like that meaning of that to me, at least is it's, it's, it's been more of a, a mechanism for me to connect with other, other brothers and sisters in Christ, especially ones that share in the, in the, um, in the musical aspect of the way that I do. And I, and I've always tried to make it a point that the, the goal of the music and of the name is to extend an olive branch out that we're, we're all the same, but we're different. Everybody, uh, everybody has gifts. And if I can show one person that they have a gift by doing what I do and change their life for the better, then that's enough for me. I, I had one guy that I worked with for several years at Amazon um, and I just left there about six months ago and about a month ago, he messaged me and told me that because of my passion and my, my drive for what I'm doing in my music, that he told me that I had turned his life around and he had come back to Christ because of it. Hmm. And, uh, and I, that, that made my day because that's, you know, that's the only reason that I do this. And I put so much time and effort and passion into it because if I could get one person just to say that to me, that's enough. All of heaven rejoices over one sinner who repents. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, literally exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it that's the reason that I do it. And that's and that's honestly what it all means to me. Yeah, I and, think that- and and then I'm um and I let people garner their own meaning and opinion of what they think about it because in the end I can't change somebody else's mind. That's only up to what they think and what God wants for them. Yeah, I think that that should be the goal for any band that calls themselves a Christian band is reaching the lost. Because if that's not what your goal is, then what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Yep. There's you too many it. too many that I see now that I feel have who claim to be on that path have walked away from that too. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've said it a million times now. Our goal as a band, you know, we've said it. If it gets to the point where we're playing shows touring across the country, across the world, playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people and all that, that's fantastic. If we end up as a local band that plays at the local bars for the next 20 years, but there's one guy standing in the back 15, 20 years from now that hears the gospel and turns his life over to Christ, then that's awesome too, and we're okay with that. You know, that's Our entire goal is to reach the lost with the message of the gospel, and however it happens, that's how it happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that that was that's been the uh, the issue with a lot of the people that I've played with over the years is that uh, it, at least within the past two years or so, the people that I've played with, I think if they they they've had a one track mind of how I think of things, and they thought it was weird that a a twenty three year old kid, first of all has been working on this music and doing this stuff for so long and has so much experience with it. But secondly, that he'll go to, he'll say that he's a Christian, but goes and plays at a bar 
but in my opinion, that's where I need to be. Yeah. That's the people that I want hearing my music. Yeah. I love it when Christians listen to my music and tell me this music's awesome. I love listening to it. It's great. Share it with somebody that needs to hear it. I just gave two CDs of my music to, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know him because I'm friends with him on Facebook, but the lead singer of the protest, Josh Bramlett. Uh, Josh Bramlett. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, uh, I originally had one of their CDs for Spoken because Spoken had played before them, but they ended up leaving early from the show to go on and keep going. And so I had this extra copy of my Save Me For Myself album and I took it to him and I gave it to him and I said, this one's for you because I know you were excited. He was so excited when I told him. I was like, hey, I got some actual physical copies this time. He's like, I want one. Give me one. And uh, so I gave him one and I said, and here's an extra one. I want you to give this to someone who needs to hear it. And I know he will do that. Yeah. Josh Bramlett, we got the, uh, we had the privilege of meeting him in person um, this summer uh, in July at Life Fest, which mm-hmm. is a big mm-hmm. Christian music festival in Oshkosh here in Wisconsin, which I don't think I ever actually told you we're in Wisconsin. We're in central Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I'm in I'm in Junction City, Ohio, which is a little country town. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there's a big Christian music festival about 25 yeah. minutes south of where we are right now. Um, but uh, we were both playing there, and we had the privilege of meeting him, and it was really cool that uh, we were just talking, and he literally asked, "Hey, is there anything I can pray for you guys for?" <laughs> and uh, you know, we told him a couple things, you know, I was having some really severe allergy issues and my voice just wasn't great. And our drummer rock was having elbow surgery like three days later because he was in so much pain and he had a pinched nerve in his elbow and he played through it two sets over the weekend. But, Mm -hmm. and so not only did he stop right then and there and pray with us, which I'm like, that's really cool, dude. That's awesome. But they stuck around an extra like hour and a half to watch our set and then left like the second we were done. I'm like, that's really cool. But they like, he not only prayed yeah. with us, but like stuck around like to make sure everything went well and you know, all was good and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've met him and the protest gang three times. And I, I actually, uh, a lot of people think this is kind of funny, but I, well, some people think I'm crazy when I say this, but I actually know most of the guys from Disciple personally uh, because I've seen them so many times. And ever since I was like 10 years old, I would give them <laughs> demo CDs of me playing covers of their songs <laughs> up until the point that I was doing professional full on like, you know, studio recordings of it all with me doing all the vocals and the drums and the bass and the guitars to the point that uh, Kevin was was begging me to give him original music because <laughs> he's like, dude, you got to get out of doing the covers and start writing your own stuff because this is good. And uh, but yeah, the f- funny thing about that is, is that I I actually first Christian show I ever saw this kind of cool little thing here was a uh, Cutlass Pillar and Thousand Foot Crutch on the Creation Festival tour. I think it was about. 12 to 13 years ago, I think. And they came to Columbus and I was between 10 and 13 years old at the time. And that was probably one of the coolest shows I'd ever seen. 
Fireflight was just getting started around that time, so they were there too. And uh, there were a bunch of bands. Like Capital Lights was there too, and um, oh shoot, who else was there? There was a bunch of bands that were unknown at that time that now are really well known now. Um, and uh, that was one of the one one of the shows that really affected me because my parents were used to going to like Bon Jovi kiss you know all these older bands where you know they wouldn't get within three feet of their fans and stuff and we're in line for this christian concert thinking it my parents thinking it's going to be the same thing and then noah henson from pillar walks right in the front door and starts taking pictures with people and i look at my mom and dad and they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like and I, and I ask him like, what's wrong? And they're like, if you went to a Bon Jovi concert and Bon Jovi walked through the front door like that, he'd be mauled by the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, we've never seen this before. And then it ended up being one of the coolest shows we'd ever seen. Um, and then my parents started taking me to more and more concerts after that. And I started seeing, I, I've seen Disciple probably 12, at least 12 times. Hmm. Uh and I've, I've seen them all the way from when they started with uh, the Oh God Save Us All lineup, which was Trent Rife and uh, Micah Shanna and I uh, uh, can't remember the other guy's name, Andrew Welch. So back back then all the way till now. So um, okay. they're probably, if people people were to ask me what well, my biggest influence is, it's Disciple because I got like all their albums. <laughs> You know what's funny is um the very first show we ever played was at a place in Oshkosh called Dwelling 222 and they it's based out of a church and he the guy who runs the place he mostly had like acoustic bands and worship bands and worship nights and stuff but mm-hmm. he had booked disciple to be playing like in the fall and so he had never had a metal band there before. Didn't know how it was gonna go. Didn't you know know how to mix the stuff. Didn't know what he was doing. So he was like, "I need you guys to be my guinea pigs." <laughs> and we like, were. Can you you know? And we were releasing our EP. So he was like, "The night of your EP release, you play a show at my venue and play your EP." but also learn a bunch of disciple covers to kind of like wet people's appetite for disciple. Coming <laughs> once. Oh, so, wow. So I still, to this day, know, uh, unstoppable, dead militia, unstoppable scars remain yep. by heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I can't tell you how many times uh. I've played those songs now. And it was actually, it was fun. We saw disciple play, um, like two months ago, we went and saw a disciple play in Madison and, uh, <laughs> they played all three of those songs. I'm like, hey, I know these songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 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 really cool thing that really affected me with those guys was is that I I always thought that they would never remember me when I come and talk to them and say hi to them and stuff. And and for a little while that was kind of true until my mom started looking for their very first album. What was I thinking? And yeah. you couldn't find it anywhere but on Amazon. It was like fifty dollars. And she's like, I'm going to call their merch uh, number and see if maybe they got a copy stored somewhere that they might sell to us or something. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And she's like, well, why don't you, why don't you call them? And because I've never, 
uh, I don't know exactly what to ask him or what we're looking for. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, you know, I was still like 12 years old and called, called their merch number and put it on speakerphone. And we're sitting there listening to ring. And then when the voicemail picks up, it's Kevin's home phone. <laughs> oh, geez. Voicemail. Oh, was their merch thing at that time. <laughs> and it come up and it said, Hey, this is Kevin. Leave a message after the beat. <laughs> so I left that message. And then like a year or two later, they came to Dublin, Ohio to play a show. And we did a meet and greet thing. And we're going up through the line. I had him like a little demo CD and stuff. And we're going up through the line and we get up to Kevin and I'm like, Hey, Kevin, my name's Tucker. And he's like, you're that little kid that called on my on my voicemail and left a voicemail looking for our first album, weren't you? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I remember that. I'm like, that's so cool. So did he get it to you? Actually, we ended up caving in and buying it on Amazon. Oh. So my mom has like one of those very rare copies of the first CD on on uh, on uh, compact disc. So. I tell you what, for sure, if I was making that phone call, the second I realized it went to his home number, I would have hung yeah. up right away. I, I wouldn't have done it. I, I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would have been a silent voicemail, it was... just a minute of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't. Uh. I hate talking on the phone, so like, I have to know ahead of time, Like, this is what I'm going to say, this is what they're going to say, and then we'll <laughs> deal with this. So a curveball like that, I would have been immediately, nope, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I did not anticipate this. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not sure um, uh, what else you guys want to talk about when it comes to uh, United Servants, if you guys have any more questions or anything. But, you know, my question to you guys is, is I, I know you guys said you checked out Judas, but have you guys checked out any of the other stuff? I have, um, full honesty, not really my style. Mm -hmm. It's not bad music or anything. Don't take it that way. But like I said uh, earlier, mm -hmm. I'm a metalcore, deathcore kind of guy. So if there's not mm -hmm. a bunch of gutturals, in it, it's... so I've definitely any artist that I get in contact with and get to know personally, I always make sure that I try to like listen through their discography just to like familiarize myself with their music a little bit. And you know, yeah. there are tons of artists out there that I have, I'm in touch with and in contact with. And I would consider friends that I'm mm -hmm. like, eh, your music's not for me, you know? And it is. I, what it I, is. I'll, I will give you a recommendation. Cause I don't know if you got to it yet then. Cause uh, uh, check out the song fear. I'm going to go save that on my Spotify right now. <laughs> yep. Uh it's off of uh Save Me Save Me for Myself. If you're into the gutter rolls and the and the high pitch screams and stuff like that, you'll you should like that one. Yeah. I, I always try to listen through so that like I have an idea of what Actually I'll I'll give you Fear and Forsaken, both of those. Okay. Forsaken's yeah. a little more melodic, but it definitely has some guttural screams towards the middle. Um uh fear is the uh is my my attempt at doing more of the the metalcore, um, heavier type stuff, and and I've gotten better at that, uh, thankfully, because I I like to I like to branch out and do different stuff. I don't want things to sound the same and start sounding like stagnant. So like you know, there's a large gap of difference in genre styles between Puppet Master and Save Me for Myself, the first two albums, because I was trying to 
lyrically check out different things and at the same time as try and check out things differently music wise as well and a lot of my music tastes were changing at that time too i was getting more into all that remains and a lot of the heavier bands that i at the time when i wrote the first album i wasn't into those so yeah i it's a good thing that i didn't like start trying to write music or start a band back 10 years ago because uh the music would be vastly different than yeah. what we play right now. Same. I didn't even discover like what metal is until like my senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite band well, like through high school was probably Skillet and that was like this is really heavy stuff, guys. That's not even metal. This no, I'm just kidding. Great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, you're going to get like... That is like the biggest argument in the Christian metal is scene. Is skillet is metal. Skillet metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, most of them are made of metal. I mean... <laughs> in, uh, yeah, see, I, I, I like that aspect because my parents didn't let me... I, I My first modern band that I actually listened to, uh, I got to say, was Cutlass. The first, actually, when I was younger, about five years old was when my dad started introducing me into like rock and country music and the different genres and telling me what bands were which and stuff. And the very first album I ever heard, like in its entirety, was ACDC High Voltage. So, are we for Cutlass? Are we talking like old Cutlass, which was like heavier rock, or are we talking like? Worship band. No, I'm Cutlass. talking old school Cutlass. Good. Okay. See, no, I, I'm talking the old school Cutlass. Like I, uh, the, the self-titled album and Hearts yeah. of the Innocent were yes. like the the staples of my CD player for a very long time when I was a little kid. Yeah, back in high school, I was really big into like hard rock and stuff. So like Skillet and Red and um thousand foot crutch bands like that so like old school cutlass was like definitely my jam back then mm-hmm. i you know and then and then uh i think pillar came after that yep i definitely got into Pillar uh, as well that was when i was watching getting into watching when we used to have channels that actually played music video shows and i there was this one called uh the video zone with dw thomas that was like an old it was like started in it had started in like the 80s and he had done it all the way up through till like 2010 11 or 12 or something like that before he quit and it was just old school rocker with the long white haired ponytail uh that would just sit down and he'd have his whole show planned out with the you know he'd have like a throwback section where he'd play a couple older songs and of music videos and then he'd have like a an ending song that was like of a, a newer song from a band or something it was really well done but that was where i really started finding a lot of these other bands that i was getting into like pillar uh i'm pretty sure that's where i first heard thousand foot crutch and i got i heard rock fist for the first time Classic. so and uh stripe that was where i first had heard striper and then of course going to the library and renting music, then I got unlucky enough that the first album that came to me in the library was the reborn album and not any of their other stuff. So 
I kind of got introduced to them in the in the. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, Adam's okay, but kind of the weaker side of Striper, and not getting to hear you know any of the old school stuff that everybody considers the classics. And of course, I like a lot of their newer stuff a lot more. But is Striper that newer band that everyone's talking about? <laughs> I don't know. They're that band though that. In any Christian metal group on Facebook, if you ask for recommendations yeah. of any style or any genre, every, yeah. genre everyone's like, Striper! Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I was looking for. Hey, then. guys, I, I exclusively <coughs> listened to Fit for a King. What would you suggest? Striper. Striper. It's Striper and Demon Hunter. <laughs> if anyone... If, anyone, Demon Hunter. if yeah. anyone asks for recommendations, you will get about 50 comments. 48 of them are like independent artists spamming their own music yeah that's, that's myself me. included <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and, and then, then yeah. the striper and demon hunter comments yep but if yeah, you see an artist usually who does that. usually i'm the guy that somebody's like i'm looking for a new band that falls into hard rock and metal and i'm like i got you united servants and then i'll reply to myself and then put silence the burden <laughs> yep. see what i try to do and then i'm the one that'll like put every single link from every platform that it's on because mm. i don't they didn't specify spotify apple music youtube so i'll be like i got you here's all the links <laughs> see i try to trick them into thinking that it's not self-promotion so i'll like give like three bands i need metalcore and i'm like okay i'll give them us and then two other like underground metalcore yeah. bands but i'll make sure to list uh, us first so that we're the first ones they click on you know but that way they're like oh he's just giving me a list of bands because then you know there are some people that like if they see it's self-promotion they're like nah and throw it out right away so you gotta like trick them into like clicking on it and then i'm the guy in the scene that comments striper and demon hunter <laughs> and <laughs> And I get all the laugh reactions from all the musicians, except for the the fans that are actually in the groups, the Christian metal fans, who will actually like my my comment as if I'm serious because they have no idea that I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, so uh, what what uh, what other stuff do you guys have? Well, we typically run over lyrics. So anything from Judas that you have that you want to. Uh, point out uh, specifically lyrically or instrumentally something cool that you you want to make mention of well, any of that. Um, I will I will kind of go through the lyrics a little bit because I know some people like to know what the what the lyrics perspective is from me. Yeah, you know I, I always try to tell people please listen to the song and and gain your own perspective of it because you might get something out of it that I didn't get out of it when I wrote it. You know. Um, so, but basically Judas is, I, I, I've had a lot of experiences, some of them very recently over the past, you know, year. Um, and there are people that do know the whole story with it. Um, but I've been burned pretty badly from people that I considered brothers mm. and friends. And this song was kind of me coping with that situation uh, because I felt betrayed. I felt like I pretty much was told that nothing I'm ever going to do is ever going to amount to anything because I'm so focused on making sure that it stays within my grasp and I don't want to let anybody else have control of anything. 
that it's never going to go anywhere. And I know that that's not true because I know that God has told me that this is something that he's given to me and it's something that I need to do. And he hasn't told me yet. These are guys that you need to do this with. Hmm. He he's told me that these are guys that you can play with, but I've never been told that these are guys that you can, you can, you can share this, you know, this aspect of what you're doing with. Because I, at, at, you know, right now, I just don't think that they're, that he, he wants it to be that way. And, you know, he's uh, allowed, you know, the, for me to keep going this way. So I just keep going. And Judas, the, like I said, the lyrics are kind of me, have been me coping with that, that feeling of betrayal that I've had. And, you know, uh, it uses those uh, just like when you asked that, I, I immediately thought of another song when you were asking, you know, what Bible verses that I could attribute to that song. And I immediately was thinking of uh, Angel of Light from Petra, which was a song that really influenced me with its with its lyrical content. And eventually I started looking at looking through the Bible and trying to think of it. And I fell on the verses that it, that talks about there. And I, you know, what's interesting is, is that some, some reason a lot of people will write their songs from a biblical perspective and pull them straight from verses in the Bible and mold those into the lyrics that they have. God, some reason does not do that with me. A lot of times I'll be riding in the car and immediately get something in my head, a lyric or a phrase or something that I have to write down. So I've got Google Docs on my phone, clear full of stuff (laughs) (laughs) where I get a lyrical phrase in my head and I'm already getting the idea of what the music's going to do along with it to keep the rhythm of the music or rhythm of the lyrics. And I have to write it down and then immediately come home and do something with it or I'll lose it. And then later on, I'll be coming through my Bible and looking at different verses. And then that'll pop up of what the, what that song pertains to and where it was at after I've already written it. And it's, it's, a, it's a little, it's a lot different than what a lot of people, how a lot of people do it, but that's just the way that God has done it with me. And I don't know why, maybe it makes it more personalized it's something that I can't even explain. So, and then it just, uh, that ends up helping mold the music into what it does and, you know, figuring out what kind of vocals go where do I put scream vocals in there? Do I want to make this more intense by doing that? Do I want to add harmony vocals? You know, do I want lower harmonies? Do I want higher harmonies? How do I want the emotion to move in the song? So that was an aspect of that song where I wanted the verses to be really intense and in your face where it feels like somebody's screaming at the person who's wronged them or at the, at the, at the situation that is attacking the person and making them feel like they, they're, that they're being pulled down and, you know, the betrayal that's in their heart from feeling that way, you know, and then to have, uh, 
the bridge of the song be more of a declaration, you know, somebody getting up from being knocked down and saying, you know, your reign is over, your days are numbered, the time has come to say goodbye and leave all this behind. You know, so I think it 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 has a good flow to the song that allows for people to feel the emotion that I was feeling that may also help them with what they're dealing with. You know, it's always good. I always enjoy seeing, well, seeing, hearing. <laughs> I don't really see songs. Yeah. Hearing songs that are obviously written like from someone going through something because so many times, you know, people write songs like I'm going to write about this topic and they write about it. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's whatever. But then like you hear a song where the artist was obviously dealing with whatever the topic of this song is. And it Mm -hmm. always has that extra punch to it that the song needs, you know? And I think I, I, I think I told you, but I definitely told Hunter, I think Judas is by far of what I've heard of your music. That's, that's my favorite. And maybe that's why maybe it's because it's got that, that punch of having that really personal aspect to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of songs on this new album that are like that. So it, um, I, I won't go as far as to say is it, it's, it, it, it borders on, it does kind of border on it, but it doesn't fully go into concept album territory. Um, but there's definitely a lot of songs, um, Cause there's a, if you don't count the, the cover song, there's 11 songs on the album. So, uh, probably the most I've done for an album so far. And, and there's a lot of them that are definitely dealing with emotions and feelings, um, a lot more metaphorically. So it'll be a, a nice new, uh, change of pace for some people who are who have been used to me being more blatant in my lyrics when I was younger to hearing me now writing songs that a lot of them are derived from things I've been feeling and I, I, I some of that did start when I wrote the first album um, and some of it was even more along the lines of not as focused on how can this song affect somebody else. I mean, a lot of uh, the song Goodbye and Good Riddance off of Puppet Master uh, actually was written about an ex-girlfriend. A lot of people might not know that, but if you listen to the lyrics, I, I used a lot of metaphors for the way that person looked, the way they acted, the way they made me feel, different stuff like that. So it was... Um, that was kind of me starting to delve into writing songs like that. And honestly, that's still one of the most streamed songs off of that album. Actually, the the demo version of it is one that's on SoundCloud still gets more streams than anything else. But <laughs> um, the, so when I saw that people were liking that way of writing, I started doing it more often. And, and it's allowed for... You know, I've seen people post things saying, I'm going through something. I feel like nobody nobody cares about me, and I feel like I'm all alone in what I'm doing, and nobody ever wants to talk to me. And, I've said, and I will immediately say, listen, I know what you're going through. I've felt this way before, and I even put it into a song 
go listen to this song alone off of this album here and check it out. I think you're going to like it. And then they've actually went and listened to it and come back and been like, wow, I love this song. This is exactly what I needed. Thank you. So I, I know now that that's the direction that I'm wanting to take a lot of my songwriting, but it's not even something that I'm trying to do. It's, it's literally what God has just took me and just went, go do it. <laughs> so it's worked out for the best. I think there's a spot for, for both, you know, the, the people who write just straight out of scripture and the people who write more from the personal experience. And I think with Zachariah and I, Zachariah and I both writing at the moment, we get a decent amount of both. Um, because we both go back and forth on that, on who writes how, but I mean, overall our styles are very unique to who we are each. <laughs> so, but with that, uh, I think it's just about maintaining the biblical accuracies as needed and, you know, not missing anything that's, that's important in that. So, you know, when it, when it comes to songs that are this heavy and, and I mean, heavy lyrically, not even necessarily musically, uh, Judas mm-hmm. being the one that I'm specifically thinking about. Uh, it's it's hard because a lot of the modern Christian music is all the the happy, like everything is good, you know, God. I mean, and it's not that I'm not trying to make light of, you know, God or anything like that. It's God is always good. Yes, that's not, you know, that's not debatable. But the, the thought that uh, everything always has to be happy, I always have to be happy, you know, all that stuff. So when, when they hear these lamentations, when they hear these uh, imprecatory psalms, like with what David did, uh, calling himself, uh, oh, what was it? I can't remember what he said. I mean, you know, uh, David specifically talks about himself in the negative quite frequently. But uh, yeah, when they hear songs like that, or when they hear about righteous judgment, or when they hear about the wrath of God, people start to panic. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, no this isn't good. This isn't like, like they feel like something's wrong. So I think we have to get used to that because it, I don't think that that's going to slow down for many of us. I think a lot of us are going to be writing pretty straight to the point because we're Mm -hmm. tired of the, (laughs) we're tired of the fluff. It's just garbage now. Yeah. So, and those experiences are real, you know, not to say that our feelings or emotions rule what we do, but we can't deny that the human experience is a part of the faith journey. It, I mean, everything that we, we interact or how we interact and who we interact with and how that uh, changes our views on things absolutely is, is part of it. So we need to be able to wrestle with that through the lens of scripture still. So using this situation to write Judas, uh, I mean, whatever, if people have their opinions on whether it's right or wrong, that's theirs to hold, you know, whatever. But uh, uh, the idea of uh, betrayal is something that every human gets to deal with in one way or another. And Absolutely. so it's it's good that there's a song about that. And I, as a worship leader, I find myself constantly looking for songs that don't exist, if that makes sense. I'm looking cool. for specific topics of songs. I'm looking for, you know, if only there was a song that literally talked about the you know the offices that Jesus holds as king priest and suffering servant that would be fantastic but that song does not exist as much as i would love it to 
So, you know, finding songs that are specific to these things, I think is, is good. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it may never be in a regular church service. It may, it may find its way into a heavy church service, you know, for those um, areas that have the more metal or hard rock scenes. But uh, yeah, having that as an option for those who want to listen to it and really just, uh, I guess, Im- what's the word? Immerse themselves in that topic or that feeling. There's a song. Really mm-hmm. short sidebar. Suffering Servant would be a great band name. So, <laughs> uh, I think there actually might be a band called Suffering Servant. Uh, I can't remember, but I think there might be. I think I've caught that in one of our groups that we're a part of. I could be wrong on that one, but I, I that some reason when he said that that sounded very f- vaguely familiar for some <laughs> reason. So, still not cooler than United Servants or uh, Blue Flame Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> that's an uh not now, was that a jo- joke. now i gotta ask was yeah. that a joke or yeah. was so, that really what happened is um we got booked to play at uh chains unchained um yes. at, which is at the end of the july in missouri and somewhere between daniel streety giving whoever their graphics person is all the band names and that graphics person making the graphic, it somehow went from Blue Fire Horizon to Blue Flame Horizon. And no. that's what, when they announced the lineup at Wreck the Halls, like last week, the right up on the big screen, Blue Flame Horizon. So, yeah, we had to, we gave Daniel some, some, uh, some crap about that. All in good fun, because yeah, we're but- about to get it all back as soon as we meet up with him. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So oh, yeah, that's great. We've been we've been making jokes and throwing that around all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I've week. noticed, and I had to I had to ask because I was just like, are they being serious about changing the name? <laughs> oh, no, or no. I was no, like, no, please no. don't be serious because you guys have put a lot of effort into that name. <laughs> oh no, we we couldn't change uh, it if we wanted to, and we want to. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, see the 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 one thing that that does kind of stink about the situation that I have right now is that I have had a lot of people asking me when I'm going to play out as United servants again. And I, I, I don't have an answer for that. Um, that's the one part that does suck. You know, I do work a full-time job. Um, it's not as demanding as what I was doing before. I just run uniforms now for a uniform company. Um, and you know, I have a lot more time on my hands than I have ever had, but you know, financially wise and different stuff. And, you know, it's just hard to, to be able to go travel somewhere. You know, I, Dave Cruz and I were talking about planning on maybe trying to play at, um, whatever the festival was that's in, uh, Arkansas next year. Um, I know this rock the river. Rock, rock the river. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It took me a moment. <clears throat> and, and, uh, when he said that, uh, the, um, when he said that the submissions were for January, I, I can't make a commitment that far out, mm. you know, uh, Ohio to Arkansas is an 18 hour drive. Yeah. Or close to it. And, you know, flying at cost even more money because mm-hmm. yep. you got to pay for your ticket and Plus stuff. Gear. So, yeah, then getting my gear there, yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, 
a wait and see thing. You know, I hope by doing stuff like this and talking about it and getting the music out there for people that maybe eventually somebody will hear it and say, I want to help you with this and I support your passion and I see what you're trying to do. And I think that we could do this together. And then that may eventually happen. You know, there's been talk with between me and Dave and Preston Bell from outside the shadows of even once we get silence, the burden up and running more and gain a better following and stuff. That's the big difference right now is that for me to do something under silence, the burden, I really feel we need to have a better following because, you know, we've only got 70 some odd followers on Facebook, whereas United Servants has almost, I'm almost getting ready to hit 1400. You know, there's a major difference of following there and a lot, uh, you know, I truly believe that me doing this with him is going to be, could even be bigger than what I'm doing as United Servants. And we've even started throwing around the idea of getting with Preston Bell from outside the shadows because he actually plays drums and finding us a bass player and doing a super group of all three groups. Well, and this is why we're here. That's This is what this podcast is for. Yeah, it's named after us. And yeah, you get to hear us talk all the time, you know, for the fans that are <laughs> constantly listening to us. But uh, we're here for the smaller guys. We're here to get the names out of, you know, of these musicians who are putting in 40 plus hours at a job to financially sustain themselves on top of the 40 whatever hours that they're putting in to hone their craft, to record their music, to uh, be that social media presence that they have to be because that's a huge part of the the band thing nowadays and, you know, everything mm-hmm. that falls in between. Luckily for people like us, we have Zachariah and I to split the majority of that uh, and, you know, we have our own things that we do and we leave it to each other in those realms. Whereas you have you. And, yep. <laughs> and so that's. And I've been doing it, it a very people. long time. <laughs> so, so for everybody listening, and I, I hope that you guys have gotten this by now. If not, that's a problem. Please support these people. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, buy our stuff, you know, donate to us if you have it, you know. And I, just as we're doing with our GoFundMe, if you can't donate or support a ministry without feeling reluctant about it. God doesn't want your money. I don't want your money. None of us want your money. We want you to give with a clear conscience, with a giving heart. We want you guys Mm -hmm. to give because you want to give because God has called you to give to those ministries. So in that, please consider these ministries. You know, if one of the bands that we have on here has music that you just absolutely cannot get enough of, Buy stuff from them. Buy their merch. You know, go to their their SoundCloud, whatever, or their Bandcamp. Buy stuff off of there. You know, whatever it is, that's how you do it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't like stream their music or whatever, but it's been an ongoing conversation, especially recently following the the Spotify Wrapped. You know, everyone's you know hundred of thousand streams. That's that's great. You made like a hundred dollars on that, maybe. Yeah. Not even yeah. so. You make and, like, and see, it, it, and I'll and I'll put this into perspective for some people who might not understand, and and to to maybe gain an idea of this is why you know that that me doing the stuff that I do, I don't care about the money. Mm. If you want to buy my stuff, please go buy it. If you want to go, you can go to Bandcamp right now and buy the first two albums digitally. 
and eventually there will be physical copies. I'm making them myself. It takes a lot of time, you know, a lot of, a lot of trips back and forth to office max to have all the stuff printed out. So mm -hmm. I can put it in the thin line cases, but eventually I'm going to have enough to where I can have a limited run of save me for myself and of the new album when it come when it comes out, you know, and you can directly go support me through Bandcamp and buy my stuff, you know, but just so people understand, because I'm not afraid to say this, uh, but I put out Puppet Master last year in 2020, early spring. I've made $96 in two years on two albums and a bunch of singles. Yep. Yep. And that's with all of the streaming services and i've had six thousand streams on one song on spotify before and i've had uh you know i get at least a couple hundred streams a month out of out of just spotify just spotify you know that's not counting the other ones and you know a lot of people you know it, it it's you know i even know which one pays the most and it's not even spotify so <laughs> no definitely not spotify it's no, very much it's, it's, it was title wasn't it's, it it's, no uh, i believe it's, not it's amazon music no there was one other no. one it's um, one well Apple of all the pays the a little biggest, bit more too of all the biggest known napster ones, that's what it was yeah napster all the biggest known ones yeah napster like itunes spotify amazon music and youtube music it's those apple. are like the big four it's apple yep but if you're talking streaming services in general, Tidal and Napster are yeah. for sure the so, most artist-friendly. And, and so if that helps anybody to understand that, you know, this is more of a thing that it, 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 even a lot of, uh, even with you guys, that it's, a, it's, like I said, it's to me, it's not about the money. If I if I could eventually make this as my career, and I can make money off of my music and stuff, and keep making it for people to listen to, then then I get a blessing out of that. I don't have to go drive to my job and work forty hours a week doing that. I can stay home and do this stuff for all you guys. Yeah. But on the same token, I don't care. Either way, mm. if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. I'm still going to keep putting music out because that's what I've been called to do. That's my gift and passion. And I don't let anybody tell me otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's never going to stop until I can't play anymore. <laughs> till I get too old to not be able to sing anymore. <laughs> or I can't play anymore. That's just how, that's just how it is. So it, you know, my, my recommendation to people is if you know somebody that would like the music recommend it to them, Buy them the buy them the album digitally if they listen to the albums digitally. I know people that still use MP3 players, older older guys that love rock and metal music that just sit in their garage and drink beer and listen to their stereos in their garage while they're watching football that will just plug their MP3 player in, you know, and listen to music through their big stereo they got set up in the garage. It's it, it's just stuff like that that, you know buy the music, put it on a flash drive for somebody, give it to somebody who will like it or who you think needs to hear it. That's, I think, the ultimate message and goal that I've tried to get people to understand with my stuff is that that's, that's the best thing that you could do for me. 
you know, you and know. it's my turn to talk now about this, which I'm sure people listening are going to be like, oh my God, they're still talking about this supporting artists and money thing. But <laughs> like, honestly, and I'm not saying this to like speak highly of ourselves or anything like that, but in Blue Fire Horizon, we try to do things on the uh, the the cheapest way we can, or not necessarily cheapest because cheap implies poor quality. Stewarding but it well. Yes, the the best we can get on the lowest budget we can get, and in two years as a band, I I don't even know. We keep track of it just you know for bookkeeping's sake, but I'd say that we've put over five grand into this. And like, like you said, um, I think so far on all streaming services in two years, we might have just broken a hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, if that, maybe. yeah, if that. Last time I checked, and, it was like eighty something. But and I can totally understand and agree with that. I mean, because you know, I've heard, I've had people come to me and say, "This is some of the best quality stuff I've ever heard." How do you do this? And I'm like. You really want to know the truth, and you know, and this is for people listening too. If you really want to know the truth, I do all this stuff on an HP laptop with a Focusrite Scarlet interface, little mm-hmm. tiny red box. Nice with Reaper recording software. It costs like sixty bucks, and a plethora of different drum plugins, whichever one that I want to choose. That costs up to uh, uh, or a little over a hundred bucks a piece. So. If that tells you how much that I've crunched numbers on stuff, I'm very cheap when it comes to that stuff. But I also try to strive to do things in a less is more approach. Yeah. So like with a lot of stuff. So I mean it and it's and it's all it's it's all about on what, what you can do. You know, you guys are in a different situation than me. So absolutely. And that's, yeah. that's the other thing for, for mo for a lot of people, it's like, you know, one of the biggest things you can do to support the artists is buy actually buy the CDs, buy the digital downloads, buy some merch. I can't tell you how like excited I get when I get a no- notification mm. from our website. So-and-so or placed an order. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, and so many people, it's like, well, I just don't have the money for that. I don't, you know, but let me ask you this. How many times this week have you gone? I'm not ask, actually asking you, but like, yeah. you know, rhetorically speaking, how many times have you gone to McDonald's this week? How many times have mm-hmm. you gone to Starbucks? If you add it up, have you spent $50 on coffee and fast food and all that this week? One, do you really need that because that's bad for you? And two, you could do so much more good help support some of these artists. I mean, absolutely. Uh, the reason I brought up like what we've put into this is not so like, Oh man, they're sinking all this money into it. But so that, you know, we've made, you know, we've sold some merch at shows and stuff. And I, I guess with streaming and stuff, we've made maybe like four or $500 total, yeah. you know, off of this band. And that still puts us, $4,500 in the hole, which means that that money has come out of our pockets. You know, we, we have this passion to put music out and, you know, share the, this part of our, part of us yep. with people. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't think people, one, realize just how much money goes into that and how huge Not it to mention is. the time and effort. Yeah. Yeah, but like how I mean, because time, your time, your time and your effort is worth its weight in gold as well. Yeah, there's so many people. And what I was thinking earlier is there are so many really talented musicians that I know personally and bands that are stuck in this like this loop of I don't make enough money to do this full time. But in order to do this full time, I need to leave my job so that I can go and travel and play shows and do this full time. But I'm not making enough money to quit my job. So Mm -hmm. I still need the job. But the job is what's holding me back. And the sad and the sad thing is, and and it, and like I kind of said and alluded to a little bit, that may be the the aspect of what God has put me in and with my situation is that with some people it's 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 never gonna be possible to even do that because a lot I've made this call and I keep seeing it happen very slowly that I really believe that the, the essence of live shows, unless you're an established band like Disciple and Skillet and stuff like that, is slowly but surely going by the wayside. You know, when we have all these aspects of social media like Twitch and YouTube where mm-hmm. bands can live stream a show directly onto that. And, I mean, on Facebook now, you can charge for people to buy a ticket to watch you on Facebook playing live in your band, you know, a lot of that stuff is slowly starting to slip away. And some people it's quicker than others. And that's why I've said that I don't know if it'll ever go any farther than what I do right now. And I'm fine with that. And I don't think it's even having that major platform or even gaining massive success that any of us really want. You know, we're not looking for this necessarily to become our our career if it does you know that's fantastic like zachariah said if you know we're touring and doing all those shows and all that whatever 15 years down the line fantastic but if that's not it then we're we're gonna put in the the next 30 40 thousand dollars in the next 15 20 Mm -hmm. years and still do it because it's for the gospel but exactly even with that i i want to at least emphasize we feel this like it's it's a weight on all of our shoulders for sure um and ministry does not get done without funding. You know, churches don't have the doors, their doors open without funding. This is the same concept. And it mm. didn't really hurt me until I saw uh, the, the lead man from Cultist. He posted, this was like two and a half months ago now, um, maybe two months, a little bit less, I don't know. Um, he had posted an apology to his fans uh saying, you know, sorry, the the album has to be pushed back, can't do it financially, it's not there, you know, it just didn't work out. And you could tell he felt terrible about not getting the content out that they were wanting. And I I only stopped just for a moment, obviously, to read it, but then also to comment just to say, you know, hey, can we stop this stigma of, like, pressuring our, our musician, uh, the people that we enjoy and the people that we look up to in the in the industry can we stop pressuring them to release everything so often so much so frequently you know like all these things Mm -hmm. these time constraints and stuff on them which add to the anxiety without this is the big part without helping them 
Because everything is, oh man, I, 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 I wish you could have released your music. Like, great. How much did you donate to them? How much merch did you buy from those people? You know, that's, that's the thing. Everyone's yeah. so quick to be like, man, I wish I could have heard your music. Like, if only I had known. Like, you did know. He's a struggling musician. We're all struggling musicians. Buy mm-hmm. something. And I, you know, and I hate to be that guy that's trying to like guilt people into it. And I really don't want to because that's not it. I want people to understand. And it's not even, don't even pity me. Don't 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 pity us it's it's the fact that if you want ministry to succeed if you want ministry to continue as fans this is for those listening fans you need to help because most of us are barely making it before the band aspect came into it life is not any easier for us in fact i'm sure it's far harder just because we're we're sinking all this money into it and yeah yeah the whole like well you're doing it to yourself yes we are we really are, but it's we don't put the music out so that you know who United Servants is or so you know who Blue Fire Horizon is. This music is for you guys, for the furtherance of God's kingdom, that right. the gospel might be heard by those who need right. it. So we're not here to, to glorify our names. You could forget our name for all you want. I don't even know what your name yeah, is. It, so. yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah, I go back us. to I go back to what I said earlier that, you know, if if any of my music just touches one person and that affects them, then that is enough for me. Hmm. That's that's the only reason that I do this. Yeah, it's fun. It's absolutely fun. You know, in my opinion, in the way that I look at things, I'm a chubby little uh, goofy nerdy kid from Jersey City, Ohio, that likes to sit around and scream into a microphone who hates his voice and, you know, doesn't think that he's that great and, you know, all of this stuff, but I have so much fun with it. And then thinking about what it may do for somebody else that I continue to do it, you know, I, I, a little funny aspect of it. I have to put myself when I do, when I do vocals for you guys, I have to put myself in a different body or personality if that makes any sense so that i can actually go and mix this stuff later on mm-hmm. because it's diff it's difficult for me to sit down and and when i'm listening to this be like that's my voice mm-hmm. <laughs> so i have to when i th- that's why my voice has changed a lot too because i've put a lot of time and effort into trying to put myself in a different perspective when I'm behind the microphone and then flip it back to my normal perspective when I'm sitting at the mixing board, looking at the stuff, because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So that puts you into a little bit of a mind of a mixing engineer too, because I do both. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I, I am the front man and lead vocalist, lead guitar player, multi-instrumentalist, if you call it, if you want to call it that, for this band, but I'm also, you know, a production engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer. I do a lot. So it's not easy just, work. No. So it just, it, 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 that's, if that helps give people perspective on things, then, then there we go. I mean, that's so. Not to get anything confused with anybody, because I know it's 
it's a lot. It's a process. So think about it this way: the money that you give to any of us by buying, you know, the stuff which isn't what you know isn't the final cost of whatever you purchase, because that includes materials, that includes shipping, you know, whatever else. So whatever we make from that goes into supporting us to do this, which ultimately is funding the spreading of the gospel. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. We're just the middleman. We're the messenger in between kind of thing. So with all the stuff that you do, talk, so what are, what are ways that we can support you, uh, you know, fans, you know, bands, whatever else? What can we be doing, and what are some of the socials that we can look at of yours? Um, the best ways to support me right now, you can go to um, – the Facebook page for United Servants. Just go to the little search bar and type in United Servants. And, you know, I have a lot of stuff on there. I'm constantly posting as often as I can. So there's always something new that I'm talking about or sharing. And it, and a lot of it, because I have more of a following on that, there's even stuff of the other group that I'm doing being put on there and shared from that group so that we can try to get traffic over to that as well and grow that. So not only are you going to get United Servants stuff from the United Service page, but you're going to get Silence the Burden stuff too. And uh, another place I recommend is uh, the United Servants website. You can go to, uh, I don't know if I can say links on here or not. Yeah, absolutely. www.united-servants.com. I had to put the hyphen in there because uh, apparently United Servants altogether was taken. But <laughs> <laughs> um, you can uh, you can go there. It has you know the homepage has a blog where I update it whenever something new is getting ready to to happen. Right at the beginning of the website, you can check out Judas on YouTube. Right there on the on the homepage of the website for the music video. You know, I have a whole music tab section where you can scroll down and see all the music videos that have been done. And then also there's a Spotify shuffled up music player on there and links to the other streaming, like major streaming places that you could check stuff out at. And then the last place I recommend right now is Bandcamp. If you really want to support, um, and buy the stuff that I'm tr- trying to do. Check out the Bandcamp. You know, make an account. Follow me. Follow other bands that are on it. I don't know if you guys are on Bandcamp or not, but you know, I don't think we are. No. It, I mean, it, it's a free thing, and you know, they although they do take a cut, you can sell physical merchandise on it. You know, um, that's the one aspect that that uh, I'm looking into starting a merch type section for United Servants because Dave's already started one for Silence the Burden. Um, he has a buddy that started a, a site that is specifically for helping underground bands uh, start out with a t- some some merch, basically. And it's I believe it's like T-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, like keychain things, little mm-hmm. wallet cards, um, uh might be like watch bands or something like that. It's a lot of, some of it's small stuff. Um, but like they, I think all they do is, is they, you sign up for it, you give them your designs and stuff and you can check out what they look like on like shirts and stuff like that. And then when somebody goes and buys 
a vast majority of the percentage of it goes to the artists and then the rest of it goes to them so they can further continuing to do that so the bands don't have to handle any, anything with it mm-hmm. you know and I, I i'm i'm in the process of getting ready to set united servants up on that um the only aspect is is uh cd wise i'm as of right now i'm doing that myself so i have to burn the discs go to office max and have the inserts printed and the cd labels printed and i have a press that i can put the labels on the cds and discs and stuff so I mean, that, that's a little time consuming, but I will hopefully by spring of next year have about 40 copies of Save Me From Myself and 40 copies of the new album Madness and Me in physical form once I get everything figured out of how Bandcamp sets things up so I can ship it. Uh, people will be able to buy some physical copies, so that, that will be a huge help in doing that. And what people need to realize, especially with that aspect, you know, you go and buy a physical copy of a CD for 10 bucks. You know, if I put a hundred dollars into making the CDs myself, which is very time consuming and it seems like a lot of money to do that. But if everybody bought all 40 copies of a $10 CD, that's $400. That makes Mm -hmm. another, that's another four sets of a hundred dollars worth going into CDs being made again. See, and this is how we look at it is like, he doesn't sit there and go, that's an extra 300 bucks that I make and get to put in my pocket. That's an extra 300 bucks that I can put right back into the band. It's like any of the money that we make from this, none of it is going back in our pockets. No, and it's like, you know, if I could, if I could make a lot of money doing it, you know, I'd be shoveling that directly at buy me another laptop because I've only got one laptop. And you don't, uh, you know, some people might not realize how nerve wracking it is, even though you got hard drives that you save stuff on of, you know, the next day coming home and opening your laptop up and it doesn't come out of sleep mode. Yep. (laughs) And then you are screwed. So, you know, it's, it's better to have, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people just need to understand that, that, especially with people like me. And I know there are a lot of people like me, you get on YouTube and you look at what I do. You'll find thousands, if not millions of people doing the exact same thing I do. They might not have the same mission and calling that I do, but they're doing the exact same thing. And every little bit counts, even if it's just watching their videos on YouTube, when they have a few thousand subscribers and they make some money off of, people watching their stuff that helps Mm -hmm. you know i keep trying to get people to go and check out just check out the youtube page for united servants and myself i mean i'm getting a lot of stuff planned up right now where i may be doing a lot of goofy funny videos on my personal page of different stuff and incorporating it into music and maybe even involving my own music with it and then on the united servants page i do live streams on that you know, I get on there and I actually play full songs from United Servants. I just have drum and bass tracks and backing vocals playing on there and I get on there and perform. So getting on there and watching me play and saying hi and asking me questions because I will stop and sit there and talk. And you ask me a question about a song, I may pull it up and play it and go through it step by step. I may even pull up a mix sometime and be like, this is what I did with this. You know, so it's it's stuff that I'm 
getting closer and closer to doing. But if I don't have the support backing me with it, am I really going to, do I really think I'm going to keep going in that direction with it? Probably not. If nobody's going to be able to, you know, that's the purpose of what you guys are doing. And that's what I really appreciate is being able to help try to get the word out there for people to understand, Hey, you know, Tucker United servants, he does live streams on his, on his uh, United servants, YouTube channel. You know, everybody needs to go subscribe to that. So that way they know, you know, once a month on a Friday night, I might get on there and do a, an hour live stream where I play six songs from United servants. And I may even throw in one that nobody's ever heard. So just a little food for thought. Yeah. And we will put all the links as we always do in the, uh, in the show description. So we'll have everything from Spotify, Apple, uh, or Apple music. What was iTunes? Sorry. So (laughs) that's still what it is in my head. Uh, so we put all that stuff in there and, uh, I'll definitely have in the YouTube channel itself and all the social media stuff. So, well, Tucker, it was great having you on. Yeah. And, uh, Coming up next is uh, Judas. God bless. You can help support us by heading over to anchor.fm forward slash TWIE pod and clicking on the donate button where you can select one of a few monthly donation rates of $1, $5, or $10. All money helps to keep this podcast up and running as well as supports lesser known Christian artists. Thank you for listening and God bless.